Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. What is going on? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, if you could, please, please, pretty please, head on over to Twitter. Search for Daddy Satva, D-A-D-D-Y-S-A-T-V-A. Daddy Satva. That is me. Yes, it is a play on words with Bodhisattva. Um, I've, I've, what is, what is the purpose in my content? Uh, to lend a perspective of a somebody who is, uh, I don't know, I, I guess just now getting on the path, just now really committing myself, but also, I've got a little bit of an experience, okay, I've been, I've been reading about Buddhism for a little while, I've been, uh, loosely using the word practicing Buddhism for a little while, um, been on my spiritual trip for a little bit, right, and to really, to really bear down and practice and apply, um, is, uh, is kind of, kind of part of the purpose, but also to come at it from the, from, uh, we'll just say a few different perspectives, okay? Um, one of being a dad, so obviously that's why I chose Daddy Sattva instead of Mommy Sattva. I'm not, I'm not a mom, so I can't give that perspective, but I am a dad, and, um, I'm also, I also fancy myself to be a bit of a minimalist, and I also fancy myself to be a bit of uh, a lover of the great outdoors, going out into nature, and I want, and, and I do not fancy myself to be, I know I am to be, uh, not financially well-to-do, alright, so coming at all of these things, from a, uh, a bit of a poverty perspective is, uh, is, uh, is, it is, it is quite a unique perspective that I have yet to be seen. I have yet to see on, uh, a channel, a podcast, a YouTube channel, which I'll eventually get to, but right now I'm not really into the into the visual stuff, so I'll, I've got, I've got a little bit, okay, anyway, um, <laughs> so there, there's a long intro, <laughs> hopefully over the next few episodes I'll be able to get that pared down and, uh, a little less, uh, anyway, uh, also that noise in the background is the road, I am a delivery driver. Uh, Going to be part of the show for uh, for as long as I can tell. 
hopefully be able to get uh, get it figured out, get a uh, studio set up by a garage or something like that, and have a better quality production. You don't have to hear the noise in the background. Alright, so, on with the show. Got a break here. So, um, I wanted to kind of, I don't know, I, I had a half hour interview where I touched on some stuff, but maybe get a little, uh, a little more into it, Ugh, right? I am 44 years old, right? I am, I am almost two months older than Star Wars, right? <laughs> I'm almost two months older than the original release of uh, episode four back in 1977. Some pivotal things that happened in that year. I was born, Star Wars was born, and Elvis died. I'm not trying to say that there's any sort of a connection there, but it's there. Let it out. <laughs> um, over the last three and a half years, okay, I have been on. What, I, what I'm going to go ahead and call my spiritual trip. Okay, I call it a trip because there, there's nothing graceful about what I've been doing over the last three and a half years. It has been a trip. Okay, I have tripped, I have stumbled, I have fallen, I have laughed at myself, others have laughed at me, uh, I've laughed with myself and others have laughed with me. There is a great deal of accidental stuff that happened along the way, right? And how do I say it? It has been a very interesting journey so far. And I dig it, right? Uh, three and a half years ago, uh, a little, well, a little over three and a half years ago, um, my wife approached me and said, "Hey, let's let's pick up the kids. Let's do uh, let's let's move four hours away. Let's do this thing." And I looked at my wife and was like, "Hey, you know what? That sounds awesome." Let's do that, right? It just, it just, it felt, it felt right. I didn't, I didn't even think about it. Just like, let's move. I said, let's do it. Let's go. And about a month and a half later, we moved. And it wasn't easy at first, and it's still not still not what I would consider easy, but it's a lot better. Right? <laughs> uh, it, it's a lot, a lot 
better now than it was three and a half years ago, and it keeps getting better, right? And at at the time of the move, I had considered myself to be a bit of a minimalist, right? Up until that point, I had felt like um, I I had I had not quite come to as deep of a realization as I have come to recently. But the the seeds were there. They were planted. They were growing. They had yet to be harvested. But I could I could see the potential for this minimalism thing. Now, granted, I was really attracted to uh, the idea of a digital nomad, right? Um, and I I got to practice with that a little bit uh, in the middle of packing and moving. We went on a Disney cruise, and I managed to pack my backpack full of all of the things that I would need and it be uh, airplane safe and I could carry it on and everything that I needed was in that in that bag, at least for that trip right, and then the next the next level thing became, how do I do that permanently right now also at this point I was pretty hardcore into being a prepper Right. Well, we moved, and with the intention of my wife and her mom starting up a business, and I'm like, we're gonna be, we're gonna be awesome at this. We're gonna be the store to go to. Uh, it turns out we were wrong. Uh, she's gotten a different job. <laughs> I I still have my same job, um, but it. Uh, I was inspired by my wife. You know, she had she had her business thing going on, and not that it was easy, easy. You know, we we sunk pretty much all of our money into uh, into the store, and uh, it kind of fell apart right before we broke even, kind of thing. So it wasn't it wasn't a huge financial disaster, but it wasn't the huge financial success that it had been planned upon being. Um, uh, me as a delivery guy, I get to sit here and stare at the windshield all day. And I thought, you know, how about I, I just, like, turn the camera on and, uh, and just talk, all right? And talk about prepper stuff, all right? And at this point, you know, I'm still, I'm still feeling pretty hardcore about being a prepper, but there's, there's still that minimalism thing, that those seeds have been planted, the, the ideas are growing, and they're spreading, and they're, you know, and it, it, it became that instead of just being a prepper with minimalist tendencies, I ended up being a minimalist with prepper tendencies, and 
and then minimalism grew and I became just a minimalist and the minimalism grew and I I, I started I the, the show that I had started didn't have anything to do with minimalism really and the show that I had started really didn't have anything to do with spirituality or religion or anything like that. If anything, I wanted it to be anti that. I I very much am atheist at this point. Right? I, I don't want to have anything to do with any of that that woo-woo stuff, none of the God stuff, none of that none of that is of interest to me. If anything it it invokes anger. And how do I say? that seemed to be the direction my show was going and I didn't want it to do that so I quit I'm like 150 episodes in right I was doing two or three episodes a day just sitting here talking about stuff going you know uh, advancing my plans as far as being a prepper and a survivalist go and one of my big inspirations was the show The Walking Dead now, yes, I do understand that zombies are not real. But using zombies as a metaphor to help get kids interested in and as a as a constant threat level that that the world would be in in a post-apocalyptic event such as that, zombies zombies are a good thing to prep for, alright, as far as I'm concerned. Now, the, the inspiration that I was getting from The Walking Dead was very good fuel for my minimalism. It, it helped to, it helped to drive my my aim, my my thought process, as far as okay, you know, it 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 it, it also planted seeds in my brain to the point where, all right, well, the, the zombie apocalypse occurs, you know, and I'm living in this house and we've got a garden and we've got all of this stuff, you know, eventually the zombie horde or the horde of humans or whatever. Is eventually going to come through here and ransack the place. And and another idea that I didn't I didn't realize was going to be such an important idea until after I'd gotten into Buddhism and gotten down my 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 spiritual trip. The the idea that just because I own this house, just because there's a piece of paper that says it is my property, doesn't mean that it is permanently mine. Okay, and that, that fuels my, my minimalism as well. Alright? I, I, and still to this day, but especially then, have this little voice in the back of my head that says, this is your house. Okay? You've worked hard all of these years. You've got a job. You've got the stars to align. 
your family lives in this house. This is your house. The end. The government falls. The government collapses. The economy fails. Whatever. You've got this little piece of paper that says this is your house. And you can get right off my property. But watching watching The Walking Dead not only is it the zombie hordes but the humans as well there, there's not there's not a, 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 a police force there's not there's not a, a law enforcement type of thing that says me this one guy with with a rifle or a shotgun or whatever, a firearm of whatever kind is is sitting here and telling a hundred other people, hey, I've got my gun and I've got this piece of paper that says it's mine, go away. Well, the hundred other people that also have firearms are saying, well, you know what? Now it's not yours. Now it's mine. Right? Little things like that is what constantly adds at least a little bit of fuel to that to that prepper slash survivalist fire, right? And it's why it's why it's always going to be a part of my life, and it's always going to be at least a little part of my content. Now, like I said in the intro, I don't want to be weird about it, right? I don't want to, I don't want my, my prepper content to be, you know, all about the beans, bullets, and band-aids, and, you know, ha- uh, showing off my prepper porn, all the guns that I've got, and all the ammunition that I've got, and, you know, all the, all the, all the wild prepper stuff. I don't want my content to be about that. Spending any amount of time consuming prepper content, you will eventually get to a place where you realize that the the ultimate level prepper is actually the permaculture homesteader. in your community is going to come to the realization that 
They can't count your ribs. But somehow or another, you are eating. You know what I mean? You're still fat in the middle of a pandemic, famine, drought, zombie apocalypse. Somehow you're still fat. People are going to catch on and people are going to get angry and they're going to be like, Hey man, where are you getting all this food? And mob mentality and mob rules, they're going to come to your house and they're going to start snooping around and they're going to find all that stuff. They're like, oh hey, this dude's got all kinds of food. Guess what? Now we got all kinds of food. Alright? And it's, there's, there's a bit of uh, a jealous mentality that comes loose in my head. Or a selfish a selfish mentality that this is mine. Okay? I worked hard. I bought this stuff. I stored it away. I cataloged it. I inventoried it. I put it away. It's in my house. It's my stuff. And you are going to go right off that pier over there. If you think that... And I'm, I'm really trying... <laughs> I'm really trying to not be uh, foul-mouthed, okay? I really want to keep this family, right? I really want to keep it nice, right? But the, it, it, and sometimes I get myself all riled up, and it, it's, you know, I... I but it, it's... You know, that, that mentality, right, of, of that mentality of the mob, it, it's kind of one of those things that I've been trying to focus on to, I don't know, quote unquote cure, right, and it, it's, you know, diving into diving into that how do I say through minimalism diving deep into the into the depths of the philosophy of minimalism not just getting rid of all of your stuff but but coming to a realization that you don't need all of that stuff that all of that stuff is a distraction all that, all that stuff is a, is a, is a way for them, whoever you want to label them, to separate all of us, to, to keep, to keep us constantly at war with each other, whether it's, you know, an actual war with tanks and bombs and guns and drones and stuff, and killing people thousands of miles away who had nothing to do with any reason why they're dying. Or politics, class warfare, you know, the rich people think that they're better than the poor people because they have more money, but in actuality, everything is the same if you take away all the money. You still need love, you still need food, you still need shelter, right? 
there's nothing but similarities once you take away all the differences that that we're forced to focus on. So my minimalism is is the 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 first domino in in the effect of my my spiritual trip. You know what I mean? Me getting into minimalism is is that is that catalyst that that started the the chain reaction of all of the things that have happened in the last three and a half years. And it took a while for it to develop, but now here I am, you know, I've I've dove in this far and it's like, hey, wait a minute. If I don't need all of this stuff, if I don't need the big cars, if I don't need the or if I don't need the big house, the fast cars, the shiny jewelry, the 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 purse's name emblazoned all over the front of my t-shirt. If I don't need that stuff. If it's not necessary, then then why are we working these jobs that we hate? Now, once again, I love my job. My job is awesome. Okay? But there are, you know, I'm... I'm one of the 0.01% of people who love their jobs and are actually excited to go to work. Um, so, for the other 99.9997 set of people, right, that dread waking up in the morning, that, that dive into drugs and alcohol to dull the senses, to, to, to make it through the day, you know, the, the, uh, I forget who it was. Uh, they they had they told everybody uh, to that to raise their hand if they hated Monday, and everybody raises their hand, and he goes, "Okay, now get this: you don't hate Monday, you just hate your job." And everybody's sitting there with that look on their face, like, "Oh man." You know, and it's that, it's that, you know, those little bits of wisdom that, that hit really hard, but is they're, they're really quick. You don't hate Mondays, you just hate your job. And you start, you start opening that box up a little bit at a time, more and more and more and more, and you get to this, you get to this place of why. Why, if you hate your job, why are you still doing it? Why are you, why are you accepting the dread of every single morning waking up like, Oh man, I woke up again. I hate my life. I hate my job. I hate everything that's happening. I drink myself to death. I, I drug myself to the point of a, a, an overdose. And I say these things because that's me. I was that person. I I, I cried in the morning because I woke up. I did everything I could to drink myself to death and drug myself to death so that I, I didn't wake up the next morning. Not thankfully, I did, but at the time, regrettably, I did. You know, I, I hated life that much 
but I am so far away from being that person anymore. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even anywhere near that person anymore. I love waking up in the morning. I wake up in the middle of the night several times, and and I'm happy. I'm like, woo! I woke up! Yay! Oh man, it's only two o'clock in the morning. As we gotta close our eyes, uh, I'll wake up at like four thirty. Like, woo! I'm awake! Yay! Oh, I still got time to sleep. All right, let's go back to bed. I'll roll over. I'll pet my dog. I'll tell her I love her. She'll moan and groan at me like, why are you awake? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm, 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 I'm happy to the point that there are people around me who hate being around me because I'm happy all the time. Okay? Now, maybe, maybe a, a little loose with the word all the time, right? As you know, I'm, I I still get in those moods. I still get upset. I still get overwhelmed. I still get frustrated. You know, and it's it's kind of one of those things where you know, at first, whenever I first got into this whole minimalism thing. And I got into my spiritual trip and I realized that on the other end of this is extreme happiness, extreme joy, abundant love and wow. I wanted to I wanted to force people into it. I wanted to force my family into it. I was like, you're gonna do this. Let's get rid of all of our stuff. Let's sell everything. Let's buy a camper. Let's go out on the road and, and instead of going to school and sitting in a a room that has no sunlight at all and learning about the Civil War, we're going to drive to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And we're going to learn about the Civil War there. And instead of learning about the Grand Canyon in a room that has no sunlight, we're going to go to the Grand Canyon. We're going to go there. We're going to get jobs. We're going to hang out. We're going to make a little bit of money so that we can purchase, you know, passes to be able to hike down certain trails and be able to float down the the river in the safe spots, okay? Maybe some of the, you know, the more difficult areas after some training, but, but to do these things there instead of this dull, boring, lifeless class of that's more like a prison cell than it is a classroom because... You're not really, you're, you're not, you're not being taught how to think, you're being taught what to think, you know, and it, and then, you know, you start digging into, okay, well, if I don't need these, if I don't need this job, right, if I don't need the stuff, and I don't need the job, and I don't need the money, how am I going to live? And you start looking for inspiration. In the first place, I found inspiration was homeless people. Okay? And of course, it's going to rain. <laughs> I hope it's not too much of a bother. Alright? But... 
homeless people were my first inspiration. It, it's, you know, I, I saw the guy, right? He's got a backpack. He's got his, uh, he's got his, uh, his bedroll attached to the top of the backpack. And, and it's cold outside. He's got his coat. He's, he's got, you know, he's, he's got his, uh, coveralls and stuff on. And I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, this guy, this guy is it. He, he knows. It's cold outside. He's got his, he's got his little microclimate set up. You know what I mean? He's got his little microclimate. He can, he can find himself a dry place to, to lay down and relax kind of out of the way where nobody notices him and he can go to sleep for however long right he can sleep when he wants to sleep that, that goes to, to the Tao Te Ching the wise man eats when he's hungry he sleeps when he's tired works when there's work to be done you know and it and it's you know, if that if that's the wise man, if that's the sage, if that's the you know the smart guy, and looking at this homeless guy, and that's what he's doing. He's working when there's work to be done. He's tired, so he's sleeping. He's hungry, so he eats. You know, and and to extrapolate what he's doing now in modern times and moving it back. You know, ten thousand years. This is how we used to live. We didn't have jobs. There wasn't nuclear physicists. There wasn't bridge building engineers. There wasn't any of these universities and colleges ten thousand years ago. We just we just did the stuff that needed to be done. That needed to be done. need to get across this river. What are we going to do about it? Alright, let's send a couple of people up river this way. Let's send a couple of people down river that way. And and we'll sit here and, and we'll set up camp. And whenever the two scout parties come back with more information, we'll figure it out from there. It turns out upstream, there's there's uh, you know, there's a not so turbulent spot downstream way more turbulent okay well what are we going to do once we get upstream well let's you know you know let's let's do this here's plan a plan b plan c all right well we'll start with plan c and then we'll go to a if that doesn't work and then we'll go to b if that doesn't work and you know we need to get across the river so let's Let's get it figured out. You know, we don't we don't need the majority of, of like the, the wild vast majority of whatever it is that we're doing now. You know, and I and I keep I keep looking back at that meme in my head of uh, we could be this species that runs around naked all day eating fruit. And just hanging out in the sun and loving everybody. But we decided to do this instead. 
try and answer the question for myself. How do I do this? How do I make this happen? Not necessarily make, because it, it sounds like it's a forced thing. Right? But how, how do I... How do I put this out there? How do I have this discussion with people that, you know, cows and elephants and tigers and and pigs and ducks and chickens, they're all sentient beings. They all want the same thing that you and I want. They want love. They want food and water and shelter. They want a family. They want to make babies. They want to they want to procreate to extend their their genetic line so that their species exists for another generation. They, they want they, they want whenever the time comes to die, they want to die a, a dignified death. They don't want to they, will, they don't want to be born and have their beaks cut off and shot up with, with antibiotics that eventually wears down our, our, our resistance to stuff because we're all used to having those antibiotics in us because we eat their meat and the antibiotics get into our system and, and the sicknesses and diseases that come to us and get us sick whenever we try to take those antibiotics, they don't work, so we gotta make them more and more strong, which wipes out our internal gut bacteria, and, oh man, it's just a, a, a constant over and over and over, another thing, another thing, another thing, and ah. Know what I mean? Left 
still been a little bit left time, still a little bit of time left to good grief, to be able to grow a little bit more food. Let's get on that. Let's 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 make sure everybody's fed. Let's make sure everybody is set up instead of instead of all of this materialistic greed and, and money and power. None of that is important if everybody is dying. Who, who are you going to rule over if everybody's dying? Right? And then and then it becomes this thing of okay, well, if, if everybody knows how to grow food and if everybody's eating and everybody's got a well in their backyard and everybody has water catchment systems and Everybody's got food and water and shelter and everybody, all of the most essential basic needs. As Mahatma Gandhi said that the earth provides for all of man's needs, but none of his greeds. Every person on this planet can eat every single day and every person on this planet can drink every single day and every person on this planet can have shelter and have community and love and compassion and kindness every single day but due to some people's a few people's greed that that can't happen Because, because some people have to have all the money and all the power and that's that's where that's where success is. That's where people learn about success. In our, in our childhood we're, we're taught that in order for you to be happy, for you to be successful, you're going to have to beat everybody in this room. You're in a room with all of your classmates, with 30 classmates. Some of them possibly even friends that have been your friend and like a sibling to you for all of your life, for the whole first 18 years of your life. But you're going to have to step on and break every single person in this room in order for you to be successful, in order for you to get to the top so that you can have the trillionaire status like Jeff Bezos. Okay? Look at people like Donald Trump. All of the people that stood in his way in order for him to be the Donald Trump that everybody aspires to be. Look at all of the horrible, awful crap that has become because of that man. And everybody still praises him for how how successful he is and how awesome he is. Right? If that... If, if that is success, then I do not want to be successful. I do not want to be that person. Okay? I get the whole idea behind having all that money and why it's a good idea and why, why people think it's a good idea and all of that, but it's not. Okay? Money... The, the money is useless. But everything that we we pour ourselves into the, the like 70 years ago 50, 60, 70 years ago they took us off what's called the gold standard 
and our money is not backed by anything. It's just, it's just numbers now. Even it, even if, we, 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 the, the, the amount of money that is earned every day, there's not enough gold in the world to back it up. Right? So if our money is worthless and our work is worthless, and our, or at least our work is pointless, then why are we doing this? If we don't need the big cars and the fancy houses and the, and the shiny jewelry and stuff and all of that, why, why are we chasing after it? I want my content to be a, a voice of reason and say, hey, look, we don't need all of this stuff. Maybe maybe we should back up away from it. Let's, let's pause, let's slow down, let's stop, and let's reevaluate what's going on here. Because if, if I don't need this stuff, if, if I don't have to be successful, if I don't need to, if I don't need to, to, motivate myself to step on and crush every single person around me so that I can be successful, so I can have money, so I can buy stuff, then why am I bothering? Why do I have to throw my friend under a bus and watch them get squashed and ruin their lives so that my life can be better than theirs? Why do I have to do that to a stranger? Why do I have to fly thousands of miles away and kill an innocent kid just so that my oil prices are lower so I don't have to pay so much at the pump? Because I don't need that car. And it's... It, it, the... The, the frustrating thing is that it can't happen just like that. The frustrating thing is that it took us generations to get to this point. The frustrating thing is that it took us hundreds or thousands of years of conditioning to get to this point. The frustrating thing is that there have been voices all along the way, all of that time, telling us that it's wrong. That we should not be doing this. But why do we keep doing it? Why does it keep happening? Why do we keep pushing forward? Why do we hit the gas in the car that's heading for the cliff? That's about to go down into the Grand Canyon, Thelma and Louise style. Right? If you don't know who Thelma and Louise is, look it up. Okay? Good movie. A lot, a lot of a lot of girl power in that movie. It's very inspirational. Plus I think it was like Brad Pitt's first big screen, big, big screen role and stuff. Anyway. Uh, why are we hitting that gas pedal? Why are we trying to travel faster towards that cliff when all we got to do is just stop? 
take, at least at least take our foot off of the accelerator and let the and let the car coast and eventually come to a stop. Slowly, slowly, slowly. And then it finally stops due to gravity and friction and whatnot and inertia is not got a grip on us anymore. And we stop and then now is a good time for us to either turn the wheel or hit reverse or something like that but it's so frustrating that it it's not going to happen now it's so frustrating that i'm not going to get to see this maybe i will maybe not in this form maybe not in this life but maybe in in a reincarnated form maybe in the next spiritual level whatever happens after this body dies and my spirit energy moves on to whatever happens next if there is a next I don't know nobody knows Buddha didn't know Jesus didn't know if Jesus exists Krishna didn't know if Krishna exists okay nobody knows what happens next the end okay And that right there is a kind of a confusing thing because now in Zen, it, oh, okay, never mind. I thought it was a, I thought it was a dispensary. <laughs> I like we'll get we'll get into stuff like that in another episode. But you know what I mean? It keeps coming back to that meme. We could be that species that's running around naked and at least covering up the good stuff. Alright? At least covering up the naughty bits. Whatever. That's fine. Loin claws, fig leaves, whatever. We could be running around naked, eating fruit, bathing in the sun, relaxing all of our lives. Right? It's one of my, one of my favorite moments in my life of, of coming to that realization is the story of the cow alright now my uh, my deliveries take me into Oklahoma and as a as a bit of a, there, there's several layers to this uh, whether it's the, the explorer level the, the prepper level the, the practical level, whatever. I like to know several routes from where I'm at to where I want to be. And sometimes the GPS will take me down a side road. And um, once you get far enough away from major metropolitan areas, they start they they stop giving the roads names. And they start calling, giving them numbers like county road, dot, 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 or farm road, dot, 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 or private road, dot, 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 right? I am on, at this time, a farm road that is about to connect me to the main highway that I need to get to where I'm going. And while I'm sitting there, I, I look left and I look right, and it's one of those days, it's it's, it's spring, it's early spring, it's not freezing cold outside, it's that, it's that 
that time of spring right at the beginning where where it's hot outside but the word hot is is a loose term because it's been 30 degrees for the last couple of months and now it's 50 or it's 60 or pushing 70 and you got the windows down and it's brisk outside but you still got the windows down because man I've had them up for two three four months straight yeah. <laughs> and and I've got the windows down I'm driving slow and I'm about to roll them up because I'm ready to go faster down this highway and it's going to get really brisk and cold in, in the van but I look, I know I look left and then I look right and there's this big red cow right and she's laying there on the ground and I look over at her and she just kind of looks at me and and, and nods her head back in, in recognition of me being there like, hey man, what's going on? And she's just laying there, laying there on the ground, just as big as a cow can be, just chewing away, having a good old time, just soaking in the sun. And I, and I knew in that moment, that's what I want to do. That's where I want to be. I want to revolve my life around the possibility of me doing that all the time. Like that, that's where I want to be whenever I take my last breath. I want to just be hanging out in the sun. I want it to be a beautiful day. I want to lay down and take a nap under a tree. I want to close my eyes with a big old smile on my face and die. I want that to be the end of my life. I don't want it to be because I drank all the soda, because I did all the drugs, I drank all the alcohol, I ate all the red meat, I lived the, the, the perfect American dream life that everybody is just wanting to live the American dream and die a horrible, miserable, painful death laying in a hospital bed in a room with no sunlight with, without a view of a tree without any plants without anything green or natural and all of these hoses and wires and whatnot running through my body that are keeping me alive I do not want that not want that to be how I die. I don't want that to be how I live. Trapped in a box. Whether it's a room or a house or a jail cell or the immortal words of Zach Brown concrete and cars are their own prison bars. been an hour. I only want my episodes to be an hour, plus Anchor says, hey man, it's almost an hour, you're going to have to stop. Alright, plus, my, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be uh, stopping here and do my delivery and stuff. So, whoo, 
Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a little more on the spiritual trip and talk about some Buddhism or whatever in the next episode. I'm, I'm spit, man. I am. So have a great day. Go to Twitter at, at the at the moment of this recording, right this very second. May 25th, 12.05 p.m. I've only got one social media outlet. That's Twitter. Search for Daddy Satva, D-A-D-D-Y-S-A-T-V-A, Satva, S-A-T-V-A, yeah. D-A-D-D-Y-S-A-T-V-A, Daddy Satva. I'm the only one. I searched it, and they told me that there were no search results that could be found. So I'm the only Daddy Satva. Come over there and hang out with me. Ask me questions. Let me know what you think about the show. Like, follow, subscribe. And I'm done. Have a great one. Later, man.